Welcome to Chapter 2 of Health System CIO's interview with Eric Pupo, CIO at Columbia University Medical Center. In this segment, he talks about the many lessons he learned while with ONC and how he's applying them to his current role, what he believes are the keys to successfully driving change, and the opportunity that made it worth it to leave a warm weather climate to come to New York City. And then, of course, in some ways, I'm sure there are challenges being new to the organization, but is that something that really hasn't been too much challenges as far as coming in new and and being the one who has to drive change? Yeah, certainly for me, coming in new, there hasn't been a tremendous amount of, of resistance because of my background and having worked a lot of different healthcare organizations and a recognition that there are a lot of things that we need to do. So there's been uh, very, very receptive from the entire executive leadership departments. And it always really comes down to the how. You know, we can talk and we can say we're going to do certain things. How do we do it? Uh, how do we involve others in doing it is very, very important. Right. Yeah, definitely. Now, can you, can you talk about what you were doing in your, your most recent roles? Because I know you have a pretty uh, diverse background. Yes. Yeah, so I worked for almost 20 years in uh, various roles in consulting, in vendor software, even at the Internal Revenue Service, uh, doing projects there. Oh. So I've had a, a very broad background, not just so much in healthcare, but in information technology overall. So clients from the payer community to clients that work as part of uh, life sciences, medical devices, a lot of providers, a lot of federal health uh, work with various uh, operating divisions as part of Department of Health and Human Services, and then even into the VA and, and the Department of Defense and military health. So part of my mandate for change and what I'm trying to sell on is I've seen a lot, and I've seen a lot of what works, what doesn't work. And, you know, frankly, as a CIO, I've participated in things that don't work. And I've been responsible and accountable for that and saying, you know, hey, we didn't do the job we needed to do as a consultant or didn't give the right advice. Things were not successful. It's often important when, when you actually participate in failure and learn from that and, and learn what can and can't work that you can then build more of a, a strategy and a vision to move forward. Right. I'm sure that experience with the VA has to be uh, really interesting just because dealing with so much complexity. But I guess that's true for, for a lot of aspects of healthcare. Yes, it is. At least for me, you know, I always use that stat of healthcare being 20% of GDP. Everybody throws that around. There's a lot of complexity. There's a lot of process. There's a lot of people, technology involved in that. So there's a lot of opportunities and a lot of projects people undertake that end up being more successful than others. And you can start to learn, you know, certain things, trends, start to learn with technology, what it can and can't do. You can start to learn about how many problems relate more to behavior than it does to a, a technology solution. Right. And then you can apply that across other types of challenges. So we deal with that, you know, and as an example at Columbia with governance, there's a certain way to do it based on a read and, and analysis of the people environment that you're in. There has to be a willingness to change, but there also has to be, with governance, a, a tailoring to the environment to make sure that the governance is actually going to be effective and it's going to be something that people follow through on. Right. Not easy stuff. No, no. And you were also a senior advisor for ONC, right? Okay. Yes. I'm sure that that was really uh, interesting for you too, but then just, just having a, an understanding of uh, – policy, I'm sure, really comes in handy, especially with, you know, when policy and regulations are such a, a big part of the CIO and, and all, all C-suite leaders' role. Very much so, very much so. So uh, one of the main things, I had great mentors, great uh, people I worked with at the Office of National Coordinator, you saw uh, in such large groups um, of diverse healthcare stakeholders 
where all the specific opinions and a lot of the, the thoughts that the people had and the positions people had, where they were coming from, because they represented a, a just a wide, diverse range of interests. You also could see from development of policy and development of much of the agenda that went into National Health IT, the linkage of that, because ONC would be working very closely with CMS, uh, with, with other operating divisions within HHS, uh, with the White House directly, uh, you could see how it was positioning of technology and that's impact on policy. Now, I would say, you know, learn from that. Some things it was expected that technology could drive a lot more change than it really ended up doing. And in other cases, um, it was a, a major impact. And that's a lesson you learn. You, you then take that and you can apply it to other roles, other jobs. And I think it helps me a lot as a CIO because I tend to have a pessimism and skepticism about technology which is unique, I think. The CIO is supposed to be yeah. one that's like running around saying technology is the greatest thing ever. Right. I'm much more selective about what it can and can't do and to try to target technology to specific areas of success versus trying to be the one that's just running around saying technology solves everything or if we just digitize healthcare, if we just share a lot of data that somehow magic will happen and everybody will be happy. It's not reality. And uh, I learned that from ONC uh, and that experience, and I also learned, you know, a lot of just how to work with very diverse, very challenging uh, groups where uh, there was not a lot of agreement or um, there was uh, stances that were part of the many of the group discussions that were just very hard to reconcile. Right. That's a really unique perspective, and um, I, I can see that really being value and having that. Now, yeah. as far as um, the particular organization, Columbia, and, and then really – NYP that it's part of. This is an organization that's really doing a lot in areas like telemedicine, really cutting edge. And was that something that was pretty appealing to you as well, just really being able to kind of take this technology uh, to the next level? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So NYP definitely spending a lot, investing a lot in uh, newer technologies. Willingness certainly from our uh, Columbia colleagues to embrace various technologies. A lot of the, the medical technology piece in clinical care has tended to be device-driven technologies. And what we've tried to focus on with device-driven and, and as part of uh, working with Epic is how do we get more of that data out of devices, share it, use it, part of broader strategies that we have operationally and financially. Also, how do we integrate much, much more of what's happening in mobile health? We, as an organization, don't have a lot of uh, mobile health presence. And I say that as Columbia, not as NYP. So I'm really focusing on fixing that because even in a hospital and even in any environment in healthcare, there's just lots of people on their phones. Um, they're always staring at them. There's people walking to the hospital. I, I noticed they're always staring at their phones. Right. And there's opportunities to interact with, to, to help them with their healthcare. But at least for me, uh, as an IT leader, I certainly also need to think about how do we better serve customers across the medical center campus who are using IT, and one way to reach them is through, through their phones. Right. Right. Really interesting. And then maybe in a different direction is more focus on social determinants, which isn't, doesn't always involve technology and mobile health, but it is another really necessary component, I think, of proving overall care. Yes. Yeah, we're, we are definitely very focused on, on that. We serve a very diverse community. We, we're located, again, in, in upper Manhattan, very diverse income, uh, very diverse representation of various cultures. And we, we experience that firsthand in the care that we deliver, um, the patient population that we're serving. 
So, you know, what we've done for one thing with our with our uh, near quality ACO, very focused on how can we integrate with community health services, social mm-hmm. services throughout our area, and then also uh, how do we share data across as part of that ACO to make sure that that care that's provided uh, is done in a in a fashion that's very much driven by data and by evidence, uh, mm-hmm. and and that's been a I think very successful. We're still thinking about with social determinants, though, what we can do more of what we can do, what we can do better, especially for EPIC because of what we're going to, to be doing with population health now as a, as a joint consortium and a, a set of organizations. So that will be, uh, be a lot of work. Yeah. But making key progress in that direction with, with getting, you know, some of that, that integration in place. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's interesting to me that, that we're starting to see more of this focus now on working with organizations that aren't necessarily healthcare facilities but really can have a, a lot of impact on patients' health and well-being. It's, it's a great direction, I think. Yes, very much so. One of the things I also attracted me to the job was the fact that willingness to change, but also it, it's kind of a technology testbed. There is a use of technology here. There's a use of technology in a lot of great ways. But there's also uh, opportunities where it's not been applied or not been applied well. Uh, and I like those types of environments because there's an opportunity to, to turn things around and have technology be a part of that, change behaviors, show people that whether it's analytics or various emerging technology areas that, that I focus on, that there are ways to use technology to, to improve things, automate things, make things better overall. And going back to that experience that I've had in working in so many different organizations, opportunities to teach almost within Columbia and as an academic institution to teach about what, what works and what doesn't. Right. Uh, and I've even taught a, a lecture already to health IT students and a lot of questions came in about background and you know what have you learned. And a lot of it was you just got to fail in healthcare a lot of times before it works. Yeah. And if you don't fail the same way, that's, that's a good start. And if you're trying different approaches uh, when you're doing that. Right. In terms of taking uh, on the first CIO role, did you reach out to certain people or anything like that just to uh, to try to get a hold of some of the, the nuances of this role? Oh, yeah, yeah. So I asked John Lomka, uh, who I know from, from having worked uh, ONC, right. several ONC colleagues, various colleagues from HIMSS, colleagues that I've worked with in the past in consulting and, and clients. And a lot of people, you know, looked at it and said, I think it would be a great fit. Uh, some people said just be prepared for the adjustment, uh, that it will be you know, very different than, than what you've done in the past. I think you always have to do that. You always have to be very open in terms of what you think you're good at and what you may not be good at, which I, I felt that I was, was focused on as part of considering this role. Right. And then lastly, what about um, adjusting to New York City? Where were you located uh, before? <laughs> you were in Florida? Yeah, so I uh, lived in a small place called Lighthouse Point. Uh, just north of Fort Lauderdale, the famous place where we, we don't vote very well. Uh, and uh, me and my wife uh, moved uh, to New York very soon. I moved in uh, July. She moved a little later. But I've been used to traveling, working, consulting. Most of my career was spent either in Florida, the short stint in uh, Washington, D.C., to work there uh, as part of a, a work at HHS and ONCs. But most of my, my time has been traveling. So it has been an adjustment and a great adjustment. And, you know, one of the unique things when, when you take a job like this is I wake up every day and I say, you know, I work for the Ivy League and I work uh, as part of a huge community of Ivy League CIOs, super smart people that you get to work with in Columbia University overall. Uh, we have a tremendous amount of talent in data science and medical technologies. So I get to work with those people every day. 
which is one of the things that really attracted me. And if that has to be in New York and in the cold and, and if it has to be a you know, different location for me, it's worth it. It's like going to college again almost uh, and, right. and taking another amount of time to, to learn from others and, and take on some new challenges uh, and, and see them through. Yeah. Well, hopefully this, this winter won't be too brutal, but I, I have no promises. I've worked in New York yeah. for a while, and it yeah. can be tough, but it, it's, it's a great city and, and a great opportunity. Yes. All right. Well, I think that that wraps up what I wanted to talk about. I definitely would like to follow up, especially as you get further along towards the, uh, the Go Live. But um, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate it. It's been really interesting hearing about your journey so far. My pleasure. My pleasure. Yeah, please keep in touch you know, if you ever have any questions. Yeah, definitely. And so hopefully I'll get to meet you in person. All right. Thank you. Talk All right, to you thank soon. Thank you, Eric. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.